Hello and welcome into the second edition of the NextCare Wellbridge Senior Living Conversation. We are here with a couple of exceptional individuals and we will be discussing the COVID-19 response and the year that it has been leading up to the ultimate point where we are getting as many people vaccinated as humanly possible. We're joined by the CEO, Mike Perry, and we also have Dr. Cameron Sheik uh, in the house who will break down everything that's going on on the front lines and everything that has happened over this past year. Certainly been difficult, uh, but we are going to tell that story and get into as many details as possible. Hope you enjoy it. Mike, I, I want to start with you. You know, obviously, I, I don't know how you can possibly be prepared, you know, for everything that has gone on over this past year, but for you, you know, being in charge of NextCare Wellbridge Senior Living, 26 different facilities, residents, family members that you have to answer to, employees, you know, certainly, what was your initial reaction when you realized, okay, this is serious, this is something we really need to take action on, and I guess, what were those early stages like for you? Early on, once we realized it's coming, it's serious, uh, we deployed our senior leadership team, uh, we got together, uh, we set up regular um, uh, meetings, Zoom meetings. Uh, we got our, our key people together uh, where we got together later in the afternoons uh, where we were pulling down the CDC guidance. That, uh, the guidance tended to come out mid to late afternoons. Um, and we were getting guidance like day, day, you know. Um, CDC would send something out, it'd go to the MDHHS. So, we got our teams together quickly, um, rallied the troops, um, and I think probably one of the things that helped us tremendously was was that our bringing that effort together, getting all of the uh, our key people reading the guidance, uh, understanding what that guidance meant in terms of operationalizing it as best we could within our facilities, and then using our communication change to chain to get that information down to all of our 26 locations and, and really down to the nurses on the floor, our caregivers, uh, you know, what does it mean for PPE? Um, you know, we locked down our facilities first part of March. Um, so it was, it was very interesting, um, very serious, uh, but our team pulled together and, you know, we just started implementing uh, what we were told. Uh, uh, with all of our team members. Sticking with you for one more before we get to uh, to Dr. Sheik. In that time period, you said you you know you locked down all the facilities and you were getting your protocol ready to go and figuring out on a day to day basis what was going on with the CDC, etc. How difficult was that, you know, on the residents and also on the family members of the residents? Because clearly there was nobody in and out. You know, there there just there wasn't going to be a lot of movement. And that is a very emotional thing for people who want to come and see their family members, for family members, residents who want to see, um, you know, people from the outside. I guess if you could, how difficult was that for you? I can't emphasize enough of how difficult it was on everybody. The staff, new guidance, day by day. People are like, wait a minute, you told me to do this yesterday. Now I've got to do this today. And just just reassuring them that, you know, the guidance is changing. We're learning. Uh, our policymakers are, are, we're all learning, you know, the, the whole world is learning uh, how to deal with this. And so we just got to be patient. Uh, we got to understand if it's for the protection of, of all of our residents, all of our, our team members, talent members. And I can't emphasize enough the difficult nature of, of, the, of this on the families. You visit one day, you can't visit the next. Uh, I, I, I just, 
my heart goes out to, to all of our families, all of our residents, you know, watching them month after month after month visit through windows. We engaged our, our uh, platforms of, of ta- with our tablets, with FaceTime and, and, and Skype and some of those things. But just that personal interaction, visiting, uh, we went through Easter uh, of 2020. We thought, okay, maybe by Mother's Day we can get everybody back together. Mother's Day didn't happen um, the way we normally would do it, and it's just the the the, the, the very difficult nature of this. Um, now, I will say, our families and our communities that we serve uh, were very understanding. By and large, uh, they wanted to, you know, protect their loved ones. Um, there was a high level of frustration to go around, uh, but really to to, to tackle that. It was really pulling all of our team members together, um, and then our, our 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 communities together, our families, and saying, "Hey, we're all in this together. We want your loved ones safe. We want you safe." You know, uh, I think a very robust communication strategy was was uh, developed early, uh, where we could get information out on our website, uh, get information through telephone calls to to all of our family members. Um, and just making sure people were, were in the know as much as we possibly could with all of the changes, I think, was very helpful. Dr. Sheik, as you were hearing about what was going on and, and realizing kind of how serious this was going to be, I guess, what were your initial thoughts? What were some of the processes and, and things that you had to go through uh, in order to get prepared, I guess, for something like this? Unfortunately, as a, uh, as a physician, you never get prepared for these kind of things. It happened once in 100 years or 200 years. Uh, lots of fear of unknown. But in medical schools, we are trained in epidemiology and basically epidemic management and all that stuff and everything. So we were a little bit more prepared than the rest of the people. But unfortunately, uh, it was uh, nobody ever thought it was going to happen like that. Um, uh, with our perspective being in most of the physicians go to the hospitals and the nursing homes and the communities, we had a lot more resources, uh, especially through CDC and uh, um, we belong to uh, Michigan Medical Director Association. I'm on the board member there too. So we did have lots of panels to help us out and understand. Uh, problem was basically how to provide good quality care with the lockdowns, with the facil- patients. Um, obviously, patients getting sicker, they're going to the hospitals, they have needs. Um, and the families, they're calling you all the time because unfortunately, they cannot see the patients. So you. Uh, kudos to the uh, administration and the nursing staff and all this stuff. I've never seen, I've been doing for 32 years, that many dedicated people in my life. And they've been, and I think um, it is salute to all of them in the hospitals, in the nursing homes, and the, being actually even talking to the angry families and frustrated families, trying to answer their questions. And without knowing it, and you are not even coming to the facilities because we're trying to cut down the foot traffics because these patients do not go anywhere to get this disease. It's we, they're the residents that live here. We come and go, and we are the one bring the diseases they can to them. So we had to be very careful with the PPEs and all that stuff. Um, next year, and Wellbridges were very strong in that, that they did have lots of supplies right on the time and all that stuff. We had that many issues in hospitals everywhere in the United States. So try not to expose all these patients to all these um, pathogens and all that stuff. Uh, CDC actually and um, AMA got together and all that stuff. They start doing a video telemonitoring. It has been doing it for all for the last 10, 15 years. Unfortunately, it was not up to that level. 
So we started doing with the lots of, uh, with the iPads and the phones and all that stuff, try and provide services, medical services, as much as possible to the patients. Um, and unfortunately, still, the nursing staff had to go take the phones in there and all that stuff. They were exposed, all that stuff. But they were very strong and they were very helpful. I think we did do the pretty good job at Bright trying to do the best provide services in the circumstances we could do that. Lots of learning. Uh, every day there are new information coming out. We didn't have any clue how it is spread initially and all that stuff. It's a respiratory virus or contact isolations. So lots of things were put in there which have over the year, last one year, and we have improved a lot until the vaccine came in. And I think that made life easier for a lot of people. And I think it's really gonna help a lot. Yeah, in particular, this you know COVID-19, this virus, was certainly impacting you know the a lot of the residents you know in the age group that would be at NextCare Wellbridge uh, senior living facilities. So I guess how much that had to be an even greater challenge, knowing that you know the the residents that were actually living here were also the ones who were most likely you know potentially to have it, it be you know very serious and have it affect them the most. I guess so that had to make you guys even more hyper you know detailed and making sure that you were protecting them and doing everything you could that is correct we had to be very vigilant this is the most vulnerable population with the loss of comorbid conditions not much reserves unfortunately and we unfortunately lost the population we lost in the united states almost 41 percent of the population in our extended care facilities uh, we're not with us anymore unfortunately um yes you're 100 right they were the most vulnerable patient population, we tried the best we could uh, with whatever the resources we had or the knowledge we had. Um, I think we did a good job. Um, I don't know what else we could have done. Uh, Mike, obviously, you know, you said you went through Easter of 2020 and you thought, well, maybe, you know, Mother's Day, you know, we'll be back to normal. That didn't end up happening. It just kind of kept getting extended where, you know, the sense of normalcy and, and getting back to, you know, real life, it just kept Moving back and moving right. back, unfortunately, right. um, I, I guess, was what was the point where you felt like you had started to turn a corner and it felt like, OK, this is the plan. The vaccination is early. Uh, you know, these are the steps it's going to be to get all of our residents taken care of. This is the step it's going to be to get our employees taken care of with the vaccine as well. I guess what was that point where you felt like you were, you know, things were going to actually improve? The numbers really dropped as we got into the summer of last of 2020. So we were feeling pretty good through the summer. Um, we were getting, a, a, I think, a pretty good, solid understanding of, of, of what we needed to do. The PPE, uh, uh, you know, the visitation. We kind of had a lot of that down at that point in time. We were seeing the numbers go down. Um, you know, we had to stay vigilant. Uh, we had uh, started to implement uh, uh, other strategies, uh, retrofitting our facilities with some, some more safety features during that period of time. So we're feeling pretty good. Um, you know, then, then the fall hit and we got our second wave, so to speak, you know, so that, that got our attention. Uh, we, again, we, we were implementing our, our systems, our policies, our procedures. Um, we saw that wave significantly less than the initial wave. Um, and so that started to carry us through uh, Q3, Q4 of last year. And then it really became evident that we got to get the vaccine. 
And so they were working on it and, and uh, Pfizer, Moderno and, and Johnson Johnson were working the, the process to get that done um, uh, late, late fall, uh, Q4 last year, we, we signed up for the CMS uh, uh, vaccine distribution program, which started in January. So we really started our, our vaccination program the first part of this year. Uh, all of our 26 locations had uh, clinics set up through our pharma, uh, through either CVS or Walgreens. Uh, and so January, February, March, uh, we, we, we did our first wave uh, of vaccinations. And I think that that really was where we said, okay, I, this is the start of our road to recovery. And um, you know, one of the messages that we want to get across today is we've had a, lot, a vast a majority of our staff uh, get the vaccination, whether it be through our clinics, uh, our initial clinics with CVS and Walgreens. Uh, we are now uh, doing additional clinics with our pharmacy, Pharmerica, um, and we're encouraging people to, to, to get the vaccine. Uh, there's also vaccines available uh, out in the community, uh, whether it be through local pharmacies and, and those types of things. So um, we really believe that, uh, you know, as we got into the end of Q4, into Q1, uh, with all of the other things that we had done um, leading up to that, that that vaccine was going to be really one of the big, big steps, to f maybe, maybe not the final step, but uh, close to the final step to getting our pathway back to, to normal. So, you know, for those that haven't been vaccinated, I highly encourage that you you get vaccinated. If you have any uh, concerns with that, uh, please talk to your doctor. Um, you know, Dr. Sheik is our corporate medical director. Uh, he's always available. We have medical directors at, at all of our locations at, um, that we'd be more than happy to have our, our, our talent members talk to with any concerns, certainly their own personal physicians. But, um, you know, with the most recent wave, our industry has, has been in much better shape. Uh, the numbers were far uh, less significant than the community around us in Michigan. And we really give a lot of credit to all of the things that we have done and then with the vaccinations. And so we're really encouraging uh, uh, our team members to, to continue to pursue that and, and the general community as well. For, for the residents specifically, was there a, I mean, for you and, and your leadership team after the year, you know, everything that had gone on, but once every single resident, you know, had been vaccinated and, you know, they, they got the shots in the arm and all that, was there a a little bit of a, a breath of relief almost? I think this last year has kind of taught us, you know, <laughs> let's be patient. Let's see what tomorrow <laughs> brings. You know, what's 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 tomorrow's numbers look like? Uh, you know, we're seeing the, the reports for, you know, for, for Michigan and the nation. And then, of course, we, we track it internally within our organization. So I think, yes, um, as more and more information comes out, the CDC lifting some of the, the, max, the mask uh, mandates for vaccinated individuals. I think we're seeing more people say, okay, this is feeling a little bit better. So um, a little bit of a pause with reservation, I guess is the best way to say that. Fair enough. Dr. Sheik, you know, as things started to pare down a little bit the summer of 2020, and then it ramped up again, you know, in the fall, was it in the hospitals, in the medical field, medical personnel, was it almost a we got to just hang on and do everything we can until this vaccine is here type of mentality, almost. Was that kind of where, where you were at? Um, no, unfortunately, I think uh, we, uh, we got a little too much relaxed at that time in the summer. 
And there were lots of things in the summer. People are outside and all this stuff, not in close proximities and all this stuff. And it's a respiratory virus anyway. So if you write in the, each other's faces and all this stuff inside, and the ventilations are going on, and there are keep viruses in there. If you're outdoor activities and all that stuff, I think that's when it really made a difference, it basically. And especially if somebody coughed and sneezed or something like that, and the secretions are there, heat temperature and all, it just usually dries it out or something, maybe f instead of keeping for three, four, five days, being, um, uh, and at that time, usually dries out. So it's, I think there were lots of factors that were involved at that time. So I think people relaxed, unfortunately. Medical community, I don't think they were at relax at that time. We were still on a bit cautious about these things. Um, unfortunately, um, we were getting so many different um, messages. Um, so people were getting pretty confused and all that stuff. So um, yeah, at, I think we let our guard down actually during the summer and all that stuff. Um, but I think we learned in fall uh, it's not gone. We have to be careful. You said, uh, you know, when you're going through medical school, everyone goes through epidemiology, you know, yes. things like that. So I guess, did you ever expect the vaccine to be ready to go, you know, was with three different, you know, companies as early as it was? And, and when that did happen, I guess we're, you know, again, was there a level of not excitement, but, you know, that is a good thing, you know, clearly that the vaccine was there. You wanted to make sure that the efficacy was at a certain percentage so to encourage people to get it. But that, that had to be welcome news for the medical community. It, it is there. welcoming news. I, it is not the vaccine. I think it is the process to get it approved. The technology has been there, just like Johnson & Johnson is a vector technology, just like regular vaccines. Um, just like we take a bug beat, beat him up, just to kill him up and take a little piece and put your body, body learns how to. It, it increases your immune response. Messenger RNA technology has been five, six years, it's been going on for a while. The companies have been working on these vaccines because of the SARS virus and all that stuff and everything. So they just had to tweak it up a little bit. It is the process that it, because how long it takes for a vaccine to get approved by FDA. Even this vaccine is not approved by FDA, it's emergency use authorization. What we do is we do research and all this stuff, special studies are going on. These pe many people given it and these people are not given it. And the people who are given it, they're more than certain amount. They survived and they don't get sick versus these people are dying. We usually stop the basically research at that time. We got to go with that right now. And that's usually how it works. Sometimes we have to make those decisions to save lives. And I, that's what then I think it's going to be approved very fast. And lots of people probably will get vaccine at that time. So no, I was not surprised that vaccine was there. I was, uh, I was happy that lots of red tape was taken away. I guess, um, you know, to continuing along the, that theme, you know, as far as the vaccine is concerned, were, were you surprised a little at, you know, how I don't know how many people were able to get vaccinated very early on. Did you feel as though, you know, people would be more receptive to it, not receptive to it? I guess, you know, did you have a, a feeling on that based on what you had seen over the last year and a half? Unfortunately, I think for one last one years, I've been here almost 42 years. And I think how we politicized that really hurt this country more than anything else. I think I remember there are two things we have never seen. It. We have eradicated diseases with vaccination. I'm a big time vaccine guy, okay. I came from third world country and half of our patient, 
they don't even kids don't even make it to the adult life because of the diseases in those countries. Um, smallpox, I don't think you have seen it. Um, polio, you haven't seen it recently. I think three cases we got in uh, Afghanistan a few years ago. But basically, we eradicated these diseases, not from herd immunity. We eradicated from vaccination. Okay. This is the most beautiful experiment in the humanity, this country. We can't get the herd immunity just like somebody was in Scandinavian countries or Japan, where 99% people from belong to the same herd. It's the most beautiful culture, actually, melting pot of different cultures, ethnicities. And they usually have different cultures, the behaviors and all that stuff. You can't really get it until your 70, 80% people are vaccinated or something. You might get it to that point. So I think it's a wonderful idea to have some kind of confidence. Um, if you give that to people, I'm just saying people who have issues with the vaccine and all this stuff, almost 98% of people were physicians um, and first line workers and all this stuff, they got vaccine, right? How many problems we've seen, unfortunately. Um, I hope it's going to work out very well once the FDA approves it. Might get them a little bit more confidence too. Um, yes, they could have actually done better. Actually, if you see in 60s and 70s and 50s, when the vaccines came in, they, everybody was herded into the vaccines and to the stadiums. Everybody got vaccine. There was no ifs and buts about it. <laughs> it came from the top and everybody got it. Unfortunately, now we have Everybody has their ideas about everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, obviously a, a trying year, but you know here we are. Summer is a, about to be here. Vaccines are rolling out. If you are vaccinated, you know masks, you know can come off. Things are kind of getting back to, to normal. So I guess where are we at? You know, with the the twenty six facilities for for Next Care Wellbridge Senior Living, as far as vaccinations go, and and you know getting back to what it was before, you know, everything that went on. You know, we're on our, we're on our path to recovery. And, and, and thank you to all of our, uh, all of our stakeholders and, and, and everybody that's been a part of that. We're excited. Uh, vaccinations, we're, we're, we're pushing mid-70s, almost 80% vaccinated for our, our 26 locations. Um, we're urging that remaining uh, group to, to get vaccinated. We've got clinics scheduled at our facilities. Um, Dr. Sheik, as we've we've um, let all of our team members know, if, if if you can't make the clinic at your facility or or, or find one uh, locally in your community, we uh, Dr. Sheik's office uh, has uh, some some vaccinations. So we're really encouraging uh, everybody to to get that done. Um, we're well positioned. Um, you know, it's we've 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 had a tough a tough fourteen months, uh, but we're excited as we as we approach summer. Um, you know, we're seeing the cases go down uh, around us. Our cases are down in our facilities, um, and we just want to get back to, to, to life as normal. Uh, full visitation when that's allowed, uh, you know, and just uh, and have a big, big celebration, um, you know, and, and recognize uh, that we made it. We're better for it. Uh, we've, we've made a lot of adjustments to our operations, our physical plants to address it. Um, and you know, we're just excited about what we've learned and we're excited about, about the future. Seeing the way your team, you know, employees, residents, family members have just dealt with everything over the last, you know, like you said, 14 months. Got to believe there's a, a heck of a lot of, uh, you know, I don't want to say confidence, but just I, pride, I, you know, I would say over 
how everyone's handled it, how we're getting to this point, and, and really, you know, again, being being very close to being back to normal. It's got to be a, a good feeling. It really is. You know, you, when, you, when, when we're able to take a step back and, and take a, a breath, mm-hmm. which is not easy uh, with the 24-7 nature of, of what we do, but when we're able to do that and reflect on what we've accomplished, um, and we've had a lot of, lot of challenges along the way and, and, and struggles, but, um, you know, there is. It, it, very proud of this team, uh, proud of what, what uh, our industry uh, has, has had to go through and, and all those people that, that stood, stood by their residents, you know, stood by their chosen profession, you know, didn't, didn't run. We we appreciate that, and and we're we're just excited about about um, moving forward, uh, getting the vaccinations. You know that whole program, you know, not not finished. I mean, we're going to be you know continuing down the line, but um, and getting back to uh, more of a sense of normal. Doctor Sheep, for you, the the pride would would obviously have to come from the sacrifice that everyone made in the the medical field over the last you know fourteen months, and you know it's funny you can say. Well, this this is what you went to school for, you know. This is this is what you're supposed to do, and that's your job and all that. But this was really next level, and it was something that you, you couldn't prepare for. And I, you know, the the sacrifices that people in the medical field made uh, over the last you know year plus was just unbelievable. I there has to be immense pride for you in, in what's transpired and how we're almost almost through it. <laughs> right, that is correct. I, I believe it. Uh, it is, we're still gonna be a little cautious uh, as a medical community because in the hospitals, we still see, still see spikes up and down. Uh, thanks God is doing a lot better and all that stuff and everything. Um, I believe uh, being a physician is a privilege and honor to be taking care of other people's aches and pains and sufferings and all that. That's what we are. That's what, not only physicians, the nurses, everybody who works in the healthcare, the, even the, the housekeepers and all this stuff, we are all a team. We, we love what we do. And there's no money involved with this. At that time, you can't pay us a million dollars a day to take care of it if we don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Taking other pairs, aches and pains and sufferings and cleaning up and all that stuff. It takes a special kind of people. And I think I'm very proud of them. Every single person of my team member. Um, and I, not only just next year and all that stuff, all the hospitals and everywhere we go and all that stuff, each time, um, you see them, my head usually goes up and all that stuff and feel like pride. And I've seen people crying. I see a physician over there and he's um, at Beaumont. He lost 13 patients that day from COVID. And I've never seen him in 32 years, that guy sitting over there crying because it's just like I lost 89 people of my own private practice in one year. And they have been taking care 30 plus years. They're like your family. Physi- Patients over here, they're residents. They're like our families. We come them, we develop a relationship. One of our facilities, actually, I take care of the daughter. She's 98 years old now, and I used to take care of her mother, too. And they are just like, we get attached to them and all that stuff. So it really, really makes us uh, get involved with care and all that stuff. And we've been through a lot, every single one of them. Um, And the patients and the nursing and everybody. Uh, we don't know what he's gonna, he's gonna see it next four, five years, post-traumatic stress disorder and all that stuff and everything. But we are keeping our head high and see, because we are the leaders. They look at us. Hey, if, he, if I'm not good, how is he gonna take care of me and all that stuff? 
So we have to sometimes put a face and all that stuff and smile on our faces, even we are broke inside. But I'm very proud of every single person of our team members, of our communities and all that stuff. I think we through a lot and I hope we'll get through. Everything is going to be fine. I see light end of the tunnel. For you, doctor, and I want to get your, your final thoughts on this as well, Mike, but you know, for you, the, the final message, I guess, um, you know, for people who, you know, want to get back to normal life, who, you know, should get vaccinated, I guess, what would your, you know, final message be, you know, for, for finally getting over the hump, if you will? Well, take care of themselves, stay healthy, make yourself, if you can, if you have questions against vaccinations and all this stuff, read about it, not on internet, unfortunately. <laughs> talk to the physicians, talk to the people who really know this stuff and everything, uh, with due respect to the internet and all that stuff, but the concern is, Lots of people can be biased with so many things, but basically see if that, take care of yourself, stay healthy, do, and make sure to use common sense. I think the masks is gonna be our new norm for at least probably a couple of years. Um, not all the time, use common sense. If you know, you're in a community where everybody's on top of each other and all this stuff, stay away from them and all this stuff because you don't know who's vaccinated, who's not. People are gonna lie, unfortunately, hey, because they wanna do things and all that stuff. So if you're in a uh, compromise situation or something outside you're fine if you they do in of your coming uh, vaccinated or something if you're not even vaccinated don't be down with somebody and all this running around or stay just use common sense and stay healthy and, and i guess for you mike you know same thing of you know final thought on where we're at you know what what the rollout has been like and you know obviously encouraging you and your staff everyone to to get vaccinated yeah i i, I concur with dr sheik just make good decisions um, you know, I, I'm fully vaccinated. I, I, I think it's the wise decision, but, but do your own research. Um, we can help you with that. Uh, again, we've got our clinics at our facilities. You just need to talk to your supervisor or your executive director. Uh, we, can, we can definitely get you into the next clinic. Um, and, and as we go forward, even, even, even if you're vaccinated, just make good decisions like Dr. Dr. Sheik said. If you're in a big crowded environment, you know, feel free to wear a mask. You know, they're loosening things up, but again, you know, we're responsible for our own, for own, uh, our own actions and our own health. So make good decisions. And um, I think, I think we're, we're going to be better off in the long run. Well, guys, obviously, we really appreciate you sitting down, uh, you know, here episode two, as we just can continue to tell the story of NextCare Wellbridge Senior Living and everything that's gone on here over the last year and a half. Uh, CEO Mike Perry, and of course, uh, Dr. Cameron Sheik, we really appreciate you joining us. And uh, we look forward to getting back to normal. Thank you. Indeed. Thank you. That'll do it for the second edition of the NextCare Wellbridge Senior Living Conversation, actually on site uh, here at Wellbridge of Brighton. We appreciate you guys tuning in. And of course, if you can, subscribe on YouTube, follow across all social channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, if you want to just keep up to date on everything going on in the community.